Hi, I'm Abigail Wilson. I work in PwC's Threat Intelligence team, and I'll be your host for this new series of our PwC UK Cybersecurity Podcast. It's been a while since our last episode was recorded in late 2018. Over the last two years, new challenges have emerged in the cybersecurity space, although many fundamentals have continued to remain of key focus. Last year in 2020, we saw organizations rapidly adjust to the COVID-19 pandemic, and with it, a shift in the threat landscape, as well as the emergence of new strategic risks. In this third series, we'll be focusing on some of the latest developments in cybersecurity, covering cyber risk, resilience, and threat intelligence. Each fortnight, we'll welcome a different guest to give you practical insights on how to improve your cybersecurity and create a more resilient business. In this episode, we'll be discussing cyber risk and specifically how to make sure the C-suite can understand it. We know this is a really important topic and our latest research shows that only 38% of UK organizations are very confident their cybersecurity budget is allocated to the most significant risks. So clearly more needs to be done to get a handle on cyber risk and make sure companies are not wasting their cyber spend. I'm excited to be joined in our virtual studio today by Philippe Carreur, who leads on our cyber risk reporting platform. Philippe is going to explain how, how why a different mindset is needed to effectively manage cyber risk, and of course, how you can improve your own cyber risk reporting. Hi, Abby. Thanks for having me. Philippe, firstly, just to give some background for our listeners, why is cyber risk reporting so important? So as you said, there are not that many execs that seem to be quite confident of their cyber budget and the way that uh, it should be prioritized. So obviously mm -hmm. that's one of the key goals of execs and what they wanna do with cyber monitoring. Um, as you said, COVID-19 uh, has hit us and uh, a lot of ransomware attacks um, are happening currently. So we're in a really continuously changing and complex threat landscape. And that requires um, to think a bit differently about how to measure and report on cyber risk. So um, what is really important in cyber risk reporting is, is really trying to get away from just controls uh, and just controls compliance and really focus on what are the key risks and threats um, and how to monitor those and how, how you can show to your execs um, where you need to prioritize um, um, and um, and also give a, a level of, of a good assurance to the to the to, to your stakeholders, including the board and regulators. It sounds like this is really fundamental for organizations. So, tell me, from your experience, where is it going wrong? What are the common problems that you've seen? There are uh, quite a few challenges that we've had um, that we've seen uh, from from clients. Um, so, obviously. There could be a, a lot of data out there, and um, just the sheer amount of data, companies don't even don't really know where what to measure uh, and how to measure cyber risk uh, with that data, um, and which metrics, for example, to focus on in reporting, um, which which can be um, a key element to, to look at, and how to relate those, for example, back to threats and risks. Um, what what how how do we actually also show how much threat we have and how real is the threat and how to to um, to visualize that in a, in a report, really. Um, and also, what is the likely impact of a security incident? Um, and how, how would you how do you know how, what kind of types of losses it can it can impact uh, the company? Um, and finally, what type of controls can bring the most risk reduction uh, benefits? Um, there are many, many questions out there um, to, 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 to ask yourself and to respond in a, in a good cyber risk report. So yeah, the challenge is, is quite great. 
Mm -hmm. It sounds like there are many key challenges. Um, one I feel is a challenge around communicating with the C-suite. What do you feel is causing this breakdown, especially between the CISO and, of course, the C-suite, who may not have the same cybersecurity background, of course? Yes, exactly. So uh, it, it depends the company, of course, um, and the, the politics in, in, in the organization. Um, but obviously, a lot of CISOs are, are very busy firefighting uh, specific incidents. Um, and they don't have that much time to like take a step, take a step back and address um, the wider picture. Look at what are the key risks that are that are happening, the, the, th the threats that are ch that are changing, and where I can actually prioritize. Rather, um, they are pulled right and left by different stakeholders in the organization to um, to focus on really narrow topics um, related to specific incidents that may have happened, but that. Don't necessarily help looking look at from a strategic perspective what could be um, the, the really impactful uh, risks out there that could happen on top of what already happened. Um, another area that that can be also um, quite uh, restrictive is is obviously um, the, the existing processes and tooling that that the company may have, um, and that may limit the CISO's ability to communicate in a, in, a, in a good way. So obviously, for example, as, as just an example, is um, um, cr just creating a very flexible dashboard to be able to communicate it may not be possible just due to the tooling that has been already implemented out, out there. So that needs to be, to be thought about as well. Mm, it, it sounds like there are quite a few issues in terms of just even getting started with cyber risk reporting. So for organizations who are, are just starting to develop their cyber risk reporting and are starting this journey, um, what does good look like at this stage for them? What good looks like is, um, is achieving um, a, good, um, a good dashboard with, um, with visualizing the right, the right key risks, threats, key controls, and what are the, the, the top metrics to actually also um, show um, and report. Um, on top of that, obviously, you need to be able to answer the so what uh, around, okay, let's say I'm, I'm, I'm outside um, uh, my level of, uh, of appetite on, this, on particular risks. What am I doing to get them back to um, an acceptable level? Obviously, you need a transformation view where you need to show what are the investments and projects in place to enable uh, a better level of risk. Um, so that's an, another area. Mm, it sounds like that that type of information is really key when communicating with the C-suite. Um, and so for CISOs, how do they start to bring that information together? What inputs do they need? So really, they, they need um, first to think about what are the key building blocks that, 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 um, that can help them create this type of dashboard. So that can be, for example, what are the top risks? How do they relate back to the relevant threat scenarios that can lead to those risks to, to occur? And what are the key controls out there that can map back to those, to those threat scenarios? And, and what are the metrics to monitor on an ongoing basis uh, those key controls and risks uh, over time? Um, and ha having, having thought about that, having put that in, in, a, in a visual dashboard, um, you, you, can, you, you can then um, start bringing more and more automation uh, in that. Mm, so it, it sounds like once you've got those key basics in place, you can start looking forward into long-term advancements of your cyber risk reporting. So my question is, how can organizations take it to the next level? What should they be aiming for? 
The next level, yes, that's that's an important part. I mean, it's you need to be able to to aim towards more and more um, uh, uh, real data, real time data, and to to go away from some subjective some subjectivity of um, of trying to to get data, for example, from different stakeholders, asking them questions and sending them questionnaires, rather trying to get the data from from its source where possible. Right. Um, there is a growing area called continuous um, continuous control monitoring, uh, and the combination with risks and threats um, is really what we call continuous risk monitoring, and and being able to create dynamic dashboards on top of um, source data uh, coming from your um, privilege access management tool, from your your different security tools, um, and your threat intelligence tooling. Um, in, will enable you to to over time get more and more real and robust data to feed into to your reporting, which is really key. From your experience, what type of resources and capabilities are needed for an organization to take it that step further? So obviously, it will depend the company's uh, current maturity and where they are in, in their journey to reporting. But there is a mix of um, of, uh, of risk expertise and data analytics perspective. Uh, um, background that is required uh, in teams. And some organizations decide to go fully in-house with, with, with large teams doing both or uh, going hybrid with, um, with um, some elements of, of risk and data analytics being done in-house with vendors accelerating them you know, on both fronts, on helping them visualize dashboards or accelerating them from the data analytics point, um, creating the right, for example, uh, connectors to their security tooling. So. Um, it, it will just depend on the appetite of, of bringing in as well partners in that space, but um, there, there is a requirement of, uh, of people who understand security, risk, and data analytics, um, which, which can be um, areas that, that are not that, that much available um, in the industry. For organizations thinking about this next step in their journey, what would you say from helping support them achieve this is that the key benefits of this advanced approach compared to basic risk reporting? So yes, um, the key advantages of, of uh, going towards more advanced um, risk reporting is obviously getting more and more robust and accurate uh, views of your risks. Um, so with, with data coming directly from your source tooling and decreasing the subjective assessments. Uh, secondly, Obviously, you will decrease the amount of manual manual uh, effort and um, chasing different employees and um, getting uh, um, assessments from from those different employees. And, mm -hmm. and thirdly, you can introduce actually more robust risk quantification modeling um, with more automation in place and good good quality data coming in. You can actually put in a bit more complexity around the, the measurement approaches that you use. To, to get more precise outputs out of them. Um, so we've seen that being done as, as a next step as well. And, and that create more precise uh, view of what is the spread of a risk, for example, um, which can um, create uh, better conversations at the exact level. Mm -hmm. It sounds like it will really help drive meaningful conversations and, and help to address the issue we talked about earlier around um, the difficulties of communicating risk to the C-suite. Yes. Thanks, Philippe. No, I think to wrap up, it'd be great to finish with, well, what would you say your top tips are for our listeners on how they can improve their cyber risk reporting at whatever stage they're at of this journey? Yes. So obviously, they should ultimately look at uh, creating a journey towards uh, um, a data-driven cyber risk monitoring and reporting capability. And 
basically to do that, you would um, need to first build um, your building blocks to, uh, to risk monitoring. So including uh, identifying your right uh, risks, threats, key controls, metrics, and the relevant projects that tie back to, to, those, to those areas. Um, build a dashboard and then um, go on a journey to finding the data from source and connecting it over time and, uh, and making it more and more robust and automated. Well, thanks so much, Philip, for sharing your stories and your insights. And of course, thank you to everyone listening. If you'd like to find out more about how we can help improve your cybersecurity, just search for PwC Cybersecurity. And of course, please subscribe to keep up to date with our latest episodes of this podcast. Thanks, everyone. See you next time.